Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Offering sound advice for your car, home and travel insurance needs. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Well, poet Stephen James Smith has been involved with the first Fortnight Festival for many years, curating the therapy sessions where poets interact with their audience and the focus, as with the rest of the festival, is on minding your mental health. Well, he's back in the Workman's Club on Friday, but he's also bringing therapy sessions to his new home of Wexford and to Belfast City. Stephen James Smith, it's great to see you. How you doing, Mary? Thanks, Thanks for so much in. for being here in our Studio 7. Listen, for listeners who aren't familiar with your work, you're a spoken word poet. So tell me again a little about your background and how you first engaged with poetry. Well, it's all kind of by accident. I thought I'd be a mechanical engineer. That's what <laughs> I that's what I did when I first left school in IT Tala. Uh, but I was always writing away a little bit when I learned to play guitar when I was about 16 and uh, wrote a few lyrics at home. And then I ended up hearing about an open mic night in, in Slattery's and Rat Mines. Went along there. Uh, it was for musicians and I was impressed and loved what I saw and kind of got encouraged to get up and do it myself and never thought I'd do that. Uh, wouldn't have had the confidence to even be on the national airwaves, you know. It's funny how yeah. the journey has taken me on. So all kind of by accident, but I'm a very happy accident. And is it true, I think, that it was dyslexia in a way that makes you prefer maybe the spoken word to the written word? Well, you nearly open up a can of worms now in terms of spoken word and written word and all that, but yeah. uh, what you won't go. But yeah, I think I gravitated. I mean, poetry is an oral tradition. Mm. Uh, and as I say, I went to open mics and that was my kind of grounding in it. I probably appreciate books an awful lot more now as, as, as I'd grown up. But uh, yeah, I felt a community of, of, of uh, spoken word poets, maybe you want to brand them as that. Um, but I suppose I didn't have the confidence maybe with my written word and, and still don't in many ways, but I got went back to college uh, a few years back and through that I ended up finding out that I had dyslexia. I kind of suspected it, but um, it, that sort of enabled me to, to look for help and not feel as embarrassed as maybe I once did. Um, so yeah, and, and, and I have a book out now, you know, which, which, is, which is nice to get that out there. But for me, I love listening to poetry and um, that's what that's what really drew me in, in the first place. It's amazing though that you wasn't picked up in school. Did that A, make school so difficult for you and B, why wasn't it picked up in school that you were dyslexic? Well, I'm an elf fella now, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm V42 in, in April. I don't know where the time has gone. Uh, so when I was in school, it wasn't really mm. a thing. There was one lad in my class, Gregor, and I remember he had kind of... Uh, funny coloured glasses that he that he wore uh, however that helped him um, but yeah I just I just kind of got on with it um, it wasn't really a, a, the thing back back in the 80s and 90s when I was in school uh, but I'm kind of grateful that I uh, got f- found um, yeah. and uh, yeah it's definitely helped me you know to, 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 to find different tools you know now to, Was to it a relief it. when you were diagnosed? Did, did it make, explain a lot of things to you? Yeah it did make sense I mean I suppose <laughs> in some ways you don't want to put another label on yourself I've enough labels on me already do you know uh, but as I say it did just make me allow uh, allowed myself to ask for help without the fear of the embarrassment and if somebody was going to refuse me that help you know they kind of put them, make themselves out to be a bit of a, an a-hole 
beg your pardon, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I'm a bit more relaxed about it now. And uh, it just, because I did a degree in English and it was in second year in particular, there was so much reading and I was struggling. So I was using uh, audio books uh, as well as Kindles. And and then mm. when I went to the educational um, psychologist, uh, I meant, and I got the diagnosis, I meant that I was able to uh, use a computer in the exams as well. And you get, I think, an extra 10 minutes per hour or something like that. I can't remember exactly. It was a few years ago now but that enabled me and I, and I got to a degree which I, I wouldn't have been able to otherwise I don't think and you said you that poetry saved you yeah. saved you from what <laughs> from myself really <laughs> you know um like I'm, I'm obviously here kind of in some ways representing the first fortnight mental health arts festival mm. um and poetry uh, gave me that outlet. Uh, it's, it's such a cathartic thing, and that's why the festival uses art to kind of to try and break down that stigma. Um, and yeah, like it gave me a sense of purpose. It helped me to find a community, people to engage with. In fact, that that interview with Thomas was brilliant. Mm. Before I was in here, I really enjoy listening to that. He's a remarkable artist, yeah. and I've seen him before uh, many a time. And I, I didn't know as much as about him as, but a lot yeah. of what Thomas spoke about resonated resonated with me we don't have the exact same story but I can I can certainly relate to a lot of what he spoke about there it was brilliant to hear him speak and but yeah look at it just gave me that outlet as I say and um, I'm I also I'm quite a curious individual it's really I, I'm amazed like this I don't have too much in my I'm self-employed now 12 years something like that uh, I've not a huge amount of my diary at the moment I'm planning for this year but that's the great thing about it as well you don't know what's going to come your way I'll get a random email from somebody uh, and you'll end up going somewhere and last year actually obviously loads of awful things happen in the world but from a personal perspective I was actually quite lucky I had a great year last year thankfully Great you'll have another great year this year <laughs> but like wood. explain to me what, how the therapy sessions how it works what does it mean to, for you to curate it and I suppose how can the audience interact with the poets? It's just a gig, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, like, uh, so the therapy sessions is just the title of the gig. Uh, which Sounds I've good, been, though. Yeah, it is yeah. a good title. So first fortnight's gone 13 years now this January and I've been involved for 12. Um, and I got asked to set, like be involved in the therapy sessions as an like MC uh, and I booked some of the poets. And this year we have the brilliant Sarah Corcoran from Pillow mm-hmm. Queens yeah. who's programming the musicians as well. So in Dublin, for example, we have the incredible Paula Meehan, who I absolutely love. Wow. She's class. Uh, Raymond Anshubus, who is a British Jamaican poet coming over from London. I first met him at Glastonbury a few years ago. He's amazing. You need to look him up on YouTube. Um, he speaks about one of his poems, the first time he got, wore a hearing aid. Um, and I played it for my friends in Wexford the other day. And then actually their mum just took out her own hearing aids. I didn't realise she had them. Anyway, it was a great moment. And uh, Jared Devine, who was actually in here a while ago on yeah. the Ray Darcy show, who's yeah. a firefighter poet. He's amazing. Um, and then we have events, obviously, in Wexford. And But yeah, it's a gig. Uh, there's always a wonderful listening audience and the poets and musicians will probably touch upon how art helps them or you know give tips and tricks as it were um, and also I suppose the first two weeks of January are a difficult time of the year for a lot of people you fought with family members over Christmas mm. I only had one argument this year so it wasn't too bad um, Very good. You've, you know you've, you've eaten too much and spent too much and all that uh, but it's just a, a place where people come out and, and engage and, and they're great environments yeah, and actually, I suppose for people listening this morning, as you say, for some reason, the first few weeks of a year can be very tricky for yeah. people. 
How come first fortnight, I suppose, and that message about minding our mental health, was it always very important to you? Like it's become a real issue in the world, hasn't it? I mean, people talk about their mental health much more than what people would have done 20 years ago. Yeah, it's probably a bit more on vogue, shall, dare I say, mm. you know, but which is not a bad thing um, because, I mean, I don't have the latest stats in terms of what the suicide rates are or, mm. you know, the pressure that people are under, the cost of living, all these things affect us. Obviously, it affects me, mm. you know, so that's, people need a, a, a way of, 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 of getting that um, cathartic feeling and hopefully it's going to a gig. There's over 50 events in the festival, 60% are free. Uh, so there's, there's an opportunity for people to go there and, and come alone if you want to you know like loneliness is a is a massive issue right now unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, so come along there, there, there's a warm atmosphere there's great volunteers it's a brilliant festival there's a sister project as well now um, called Mining Creative Minds and and that's providing free mental health therapy and, and, and also it's actually career advice as well mm-hmm. for musicians uh, sorry, beg your pardon for anybody in the creative sector so if you are in that sector and you know you're having a tough time you can go along and, and you can actually get free support there also through them which is brilliant um, yeah. I want to let people listen as well to your work and um, we're going to actually hear a piece in a minute now that you've been working on I know you're only still working on it yeah. as you told me before we came in here <laughs> to studio it's about living in Wexford where you've gone to live though you're still a proud dub <laughs> tell me about it does it have a title before we listen to just about a minute of it yeah yeah because it's a bit too long for radio uh, it's uh, it's called All That Roys and I wrote it about a year ago but I was just in the studio this week in Kilmore Key with Baskerville and uh, the, the the wonderful, the beautiful Lorcan and Killian Byrne uh, in their yeah. studio where they put music towards it and uh, it's not fully finished. Wallace Bird is going to do a bit of a vocal as well and in beautiful. fact there's been some strings added since this was done as well the other day. Uh, but I don't know if it's a good idea to, to, to share it when it's not fully finished but I just really like it yeah. so hopefully people get a sense of what I'm about. It's you really know, lovely. Look, we listen to it now. Um, it's called We'll All Rise and it's an excerpt from it. Let's listen. You'll think of Dennis going for a coffee And Maggie always singing There'll be screeching trains Squashing pennies and chance level crossed meetings You'll grow basil and lavender In a smart garden Pretending these are great acorns You'll reap what you sow And be thankful when Aldi on Trinity Street reopens You'll discover the neighbours upstairs Have conceived since you moved below and a new Malaysian Lithuanian yellow belly family has been born. You'll find a syringe by your car tire, and there's a fire in the alleyway. But this is your home now, despite it all, there's no walking away. You'll recognise faces, forget names, and feel let down by friends who don't visit. Maybe you'll turn the spare room into an office space, sure who'd miss it. Daily. You'll walk past Laura Ann, last chance enterprise. Now you're anchored here with all that noise. We'll all rise until we don't. We'll all want until we won't. We'll all compromise in one way or another. We can all live here because of each other.
I love that, Stephen. Thanks. Yeah, I like it as well. There, I say, you yeah, know, it's it's, it's, it's difficult really to listen lovely. to yourself, but I actually even enjoy listening to that. Good. To that, no, there, I say, nice. you know. And was that inspired also partly as was moving to Wexford and and why did you move from Dublin to Wexford and have you enjoyed being there? Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's a beautiful county. I'm sure everybody oh. knows that, and I'm a Wexford town, uh, which is a great town as well. Um, so I'm I'm very happy there. Thankfully, um, I moved there three years ago this month. Uh, it was a big risk, I suppose. Uh, I am a dub, and um, a lot of work is based around Dublin so uh, and it's difficult you know sometimes to justify the round trips but uh, yeah look at I'm as I said I'm self-employed but I'm I'm, I'm not a millionaire uh, can't mm. imagine a poet's wage is, is, is it's difficult maybe to sustain myself um, in, in Dublin and, and loads of people are finding that bit of a pinch so I moved to Wexford um, you know, not just trying mm. to be a poor me. I'm, 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 I'm very fortunate in many ways, and there's worse things going on. But yeah, that's kind of I was hooshed out, <laughs> so it was a good know. move though to somewhere beautiful. And you mentioned in that excerpt as well, Stephen. You know the thing about friends maybe not visiting, being <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Does that bother you? Did it worry you when you were going down there that you'd lose some of your friends? Uh, well, to be fair, as I said, I am 42 now. So in terms of maybe friends of it, like, you know, mm. mates have other things going on themselves. So I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody, but it <laughs> is. I'll be down yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a reality as well. You know, when you are a bit further away, it's, it's, it's harder to, 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 to maybe stay in contact with people. Um, so that's one of the tough parts about it. I said there have been loads of good things, but yeah, like um, you're out of sight, out of mind, as I, as I mentioned, it's it's tough sometimes to, to get some work. and So you have to try and make it yourself. So that's why I'm running events in the Wexford Arts Centre and I've been working a lot in Waterford as well. In fact, thanks to... Um, thanks to Creative Ireland and the Waterford... Um, SETU, South East Second University, been working in schools around uh, Waterford, which has actually been great. So I, I, I love that. I, I work in schools a lot. Um, and I put in an Arts Council funding thing as well. To, to I haven't gotten it yet. I don't know if I'll get it <laughs> or not. But to, to try and do a big project in Wexford Town where I'll work in different schools there and work with different poets and artists and, and hopefully do um, a street art piece as well. So as I say, just got to make your own work. And to be fair to me, I, I mightn't be the best poet or whatever, but I, I have been a do you know mm. I, I just get in there in the muck and get stuck in like I could imagine your superb in schools though you know young guys and young women who who aren't able really I suppose to talk about their mental health enough but you coming in and making it cool that's a great thing to do <laughs> I don't know how cool I am in fact I, I, I sort of uh, I certainly don't try to be anywhere anymore anyway because that would just be awkward but I love it like kids are amazing they're just they're just good uh Dare I say bullshit detectors? Yeah, and they, sure. You know, yeah. um, they keep you grounded, and I, and I absolutely love it. And it's amazing what they'll email me and what they'll write in the classes. Nice messages. Vincent Lennon says, "Morning, great to hear Stephen James Smith <laughs> on radio. Great guy. Looking forward to his return to Inish Boffin. Uh, You're another lovely. lover of Inish yeah, Boffin, are you? And, and actually, he worked in IT Tala as well. Yeah, um, when I was there. Ah, nice and Vincent. <laughs> Good to hear from you." <laughs> So listen, thanks so much for coming in today, Stephen James Smith. The therapy sessions, they're curated by you. They're on in the Wexford Arts Centre this Thursday, the 11th, and in the Workman's Club in Dublin on Friday, the 12th. And I think in the Duncairn Arts Centre in Belfast on Saturday, the 13th. And I think all details are on firstfortnight.ie. Yeah. 
Yeah, th- thanks so much for coming in. Nice today, and Stephen. thanks Safe for Safe journey us. back to Appreciate Wexford. It. And sorry, last time I was meant to be up here last year, I was dying sick and I didn't make it up. So thanks for having me back. Uh, anytime. You're welcome <laughs> anytime.